Thanks for tuning in to Ask BBB, a program that gives consumers information from businesses they can trust. And I'm Linda Smith. And I'm Jim Swan. Linda is the CEO and the president of BBB Western Ontario. When I win the lottery, you hear that from a lot of people. So when you get a call saying, you have won, it might set off your happy dance. But according to an information gathered by the Better Business Bureau across North America, that call should set off warning bells. Instead of winning money, lottery scams are costing $330 million a year, which has been lost specifically to such scams as the lottery scam. We'll bring you more later on Ask BBB. Scammers are real pests and cause a lot of damage. Summertime brings other pests our way as well. How do we get rid of our um, skunks, raccoons, mice, and rodents? And how do we keep the insect population under control and out of our living spaces? We welcome now to the show John Brooks, owner-operator of Pest Protection Services, to help us out. Thank you for having me. Welcome to Ask BBB, John. Um, What do you get the most calls about this time of year? uh, This time of year, it's definitely ants. Um, Spiders and hornets and wasps are right behind there. Um, as things heat up, I tend to get more calls with bed bugs and fleas because they like humidity. And believe it or not, I get a lot of calls in the hot summer months for mice as the uh, rodents tend to dwell a lot in the attic. And as the heat heats up there, uh, they want to come down. So people often wonder why they get mice in the summer. I'm like, it's actually because they're living above you. But How could you tell that there are mice there before they actually come down and, and become visible, John? Uh, without looking in your attic, like you'll see trails in the insulation. Um, definitely, if you hear scurrying in the attic, there's likely something there. Um, more often than not, they actually just come and go. They climb your house, they get in the roof line, and they hang out there, and then go back outside for food. So they kind of stay off the radar. If there are pests like that off the radar, is there damage they could be doing that we wouldn't know anything about? Uh, there's always the worry of chewing wires. I mean... I don't think they do it a lot, but I have seen it. So that's definitely something you don't want happening. And definitely they're, they're bigger friends, the, the rats. They'll get into um, piping sometimes too and chew like plastic uh, Warsboro piping. Can you do a preemptive strike? <laughs> before, I mean, just now hearing about it, think, gosh, should I have somebody come in and check to see if there's anything there? You could always have someone come look. It's kind of hard to tell once, like in an older home, the mice might have been there 30 years ago when the insulation was put in and, it's hard to tell if those trails are new. Um, probably the most preemptive strike you could do is actually not attract them to your house with like bird feeders or water gardens. I mean, if you're going to give them food and water, they're most certainly going to take shelter. Um, beyond that, if you can plug holes, and people don't always realize that mice are such good climbers, and they often go up your brick line to the roof and climb underneath where the soffit or siding hit it, and there's always a waving gap up there. And if you want to figure out where mice get in, look up. That's the spot on almost every new house. Wow. I hadn't thought of that. So uh, how do you handle animals that you've captured? Are they destroyed or do you uh, capture and relocate? I'm pretty much just kick out. Um, Use one-way doors. So I install a one-way door for squirrels or raccoons or skunks and then secure the area so they can't get back in, so they can just carry on their way and not have your house anymore and probably your neighbors. (laughs) Mm. But, yeah, we're not legally supposed to move them around. So, um, yeah, just exclude them basically is what we do. Now, you mentioned some insects and you mentioned spiders. And I know there are a lot of people that just 
hate spiders, but they they're there in in great numbers all the time, aren't they? I, definitely, as like if it's wet and warm, there seems to be more bugs. Mm-hmm. Bats are a, a natural control for insects, and uh, we set out feeders to attract birds. But if they decide to invite themselves inside, it's, it's a bit of a problem. Uh, does that happen, and, and how do you handle that, John? The same spot that the mice are getting in is actually the bat hole. Again, it's up high. Bats can fly, then land, then crawl like a mouse. So if um, if you did get bats in your house, you would just want to silicone it, that void, and then a one-way door is nothing more elaborate than a metal funnel that the bat can find his way out of and isn't smart enough to get back into. It's the kind of thing you could Google pretty, pretty easily, but um, certainly you can call me for free advice. Insects are just a part of summer life. At what point do we call in professional help? And what are the insects people, people are commonly calling you about? People tend to have problems with um, carpenter ants for sure, and often yellow jackets depending on where they're nesting because they can't reach them. Um, and sometimes the products you can buy over the counter just don't seem to cut it. So a professional strength would work better. And the knowledge, obviously on how to attack them. John, are all insects and animals harmful? No, a lot of them. Well, they're beneficial on the part of the ecosystem. Certainly it depends on the individual, um, you know, how much of a nuisance they are and how much you can tolerate. Um, if you have a biting insect like a flea or a bed bug in your house or a cockroach or a, a rodent that could carry disease, those are, all, you know, obviously bad. We always advise people to check the BBB directory or BBB.org when hiring any service. Uh, There you'll see the company's ratings and if they've had any complaints and, importantly, how they handled them. John, what are some of the things we should look for when hiring a company for pest control? I would definitely look into um, how long have they been in business, Um, what is their guarantee, what's the price, obviously, and is there any additional price if there is a problem continuing like you know is the guarantee 100 percent free on return or are they going to charge you more and yeah definitely guarantee is key because a lot of pests even for us can be hard sometimes and of course that check of the bbb directory is is pretty important absolutely our guest this morning is john brooks who is the owner of AAA pest protection services located in st thomas and serving the london area as well and we'll be back in just a moment to talk more Insects and Animals. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Linda is the CEO of BBB Serving Western Ontario. And our guest this morning is John Brooks, who is the uh, owner of AAA Pest Protection Services in St. Thomas. And we're talking about pests and insects that we have in the summertime. Uh, John, a couple of years ago, we heard a lot about bedbugs. Is that still a problem? Bed bugs are still uh, fairly active, yes. They don't seem to be going anywhere. Um, they definitely move around with people and even people's stuff. So a lot of the uh, students, unfortunately, or people that are moving and coming and going more often carry them, and they get around that way often. Mm. There's a stigma around bed bugs. Um, where do they come from, and, and uh, how, do they, how are they harbored? What? Bed bugs are kind of like a crawling mosquito in the sense that they, they you don't have to be dirty to get bed bugs. They just simply want your blood. So you can stay in the nicest hotel or, you know, and still find, you know, that they may found their way there. John, is it 
always obvious that you you have bed bugs? How do you detect that you have them? Typically, people are getting bit, so they'll see the three bites in a row. Um, if not, maybe the droppings on a white sheet. It kind of looks like pepper, and if you get it wet, it almost bleeds back to the color of blood. But uh, usually you'll know you have them just because you'll be getting bites and you're not sure where they're coming from. How do you deal with them? How do we deal with them? Yes. Well, we spray for them, foam for them, dust for them, and steam for them. There's a bunch of products and procedures depending on how bad they are. Um, proactively, people on their end, I mean, bed bugs go to where you sleep, so they really will be around your bed even to the point of near the head of your bed where your head is and where you're breathing. They'll live direct, directly underneath you and the seams, the mattress, or the box spring, the headboard, or the baseboard, all in that vicinity. So if you really want to find a bed bug, just flip your bed upside down and look closely with a flashlight, and you'll either see them, their droppings, or their casings. Do you have to get rid of um, a lot of things to get rid of uh, the bed bugs? Because I've heard that uh, the mites and the eggs will live for some time and you have to get rid of clothing and bed clothing and so on. How extreme is the treatment? No, no. If, they, uh, if they're not well established, it really is just where you sleep. Like that's the spot you got to focus on. People quite often want to get rid of or wash everything, you know, vacuum and couches and, you know, clean their kitchen extra good and they're not going to be out there at all. They are truly bed bugs and they do live where you sleep. So stay in the bedroom and... Encasement covers are key because then you can actually see um, on a white surface if there is any bugs there easily if you flipped it upside down because they will live underneath you all the time. You had mentioned uh, off air that uh, rats are becoming the new uh, the bed bugs, if you will. Um, what's up with rats? Rats and their population, I'm not sure exactly why they've increased so much, but they are uh, definitely way more active than I've ever seen in my lifetime, and I've been doing pest control for uh, over 30 years. Um, I would guess that probably the restrictions on the rodenticide that you can buy in the stores isn't enough to kill rats. Um, maybe another factor would be people like their water gardens and their bird feeders and sometimes attract them you know, to their, to their dwellings. Um, beyond that, they just, they, they've really, really increased and I'm amazed at how many you know, houses I'm at now for rats. And Well, we've um, uh, started, when we see all of the subdivisions that are uh, coming up, uh, we've taken away some of their habitat, I suppose, and they're relocating too. Um, but John, what do you do then if you discover that you have rats? Usually when you get rats, there's a, there's a food source you should be probably looking at removing from them. So um, once again, I always say bird feeders because they do like their bird seed. Um, certainly if you're feeding your cat or dog outside or any other animals, then the rats will find that easily. Um, beyond that, maybe even garbage. Like people don't always think that, you know, a bag of diapers and the garbage is food, but to a rat, it is. So containing your garbage and having it secure and something that rodents can't get into, um, especially in bigger buildings where you got a lot of people, you want to make sure that the uh, garbage is always tight and right. It sounds as though prevention is one of the, the important things to keeping pests away. Are there other prevention tips that we should be aware of, John? The best tip I give homeowners is definitely sealing things up better around your house. Like even these brand new houses, they uh, they bang up the, the, the soffits again where the brick disappears. 
there's always a waving gap up there. And for just a tube of silicone and uh, work your way around and seal up any of the, the bigger gaps, that's huge when it comes to yellow jackets or mice or bats. And then those weeping holes, um, that bottom row of bricks, they, uh, depending on the builder, um, they should have little screens in them. But if they don't have screens, that's just a big open door for insects to walk into and or mice. And uh, for all it costs to put a few screens on that lower brick is definitely well worth the energy. Or even stainless steel wool from the dollar store. I've often recommended that to people because it still lets the moisture out, but it does not let the insects in. It blocks them at the door. If you live in an apartment and have a pest problem, is it the renter or the landlord who should be calling you to deal with the problem? It is the, uh, it's the landlord that has to deal with it. Um, and usually as the tenant, I recommend people do contact him first. Um, just in case, if you're in an apartment building, you know, per se, that if there's, say, a roach or a bed bug problem, they might not actually be coming from your unit. They might be coming from your neighbors, right? So... Doing all the energy on your unit wouldn't really fix your problem for long because, you know, you have someone living beside you with a bigger problem. So if you can talk to them, they'd probably be able to do the research on, you know, who's got problems and how to approach it. Thanks, John, for being part of Ask BBB this morning. You certainly gave us a lot to think about, and uh, I think I'm going to go and move that bird feeder. Absolutely, or at least catch the seed. <laughs> uh, don't leave it for the pest to get into. And no, thank you for having me. Our guest this morning has been John Brooks, the owner of AAA Pest Protection Services, located in St. Thomas and serving London and area, an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. And you'll find them in the BBB directory when you visit bbb.org, western-ontario. We're going to take a break right now. When we return, we'll talk about lottery scams. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Linda is the CEO and the president of... BBB serving Western Ontario. The Better Business Bureaus across North America have released information about sweepstakes, lottery, and prize-related scams. While the numbers reflect losses in the USA, we know it happens here in Canada as well. In the USA, just in the past three years, it's reported the loss to lottery scams is over $330 million. And Linda, the, the scammers don't stop at the border, we understand. Uh, in fact, there was a report of a Windsor woman falling prey to this sort of scam just last October. According to a report in the Windsor Star, police there say the woman lost in excess of $24,000. Mm. So, so how does this scam work, Linda? You get a phone call, a very convincing call, saying, you have just won the Jamaican sweepstakes and we are on the way to your home with the money. In the case in Windsor, the woman was told she had won $2.5 million. Well, who wouldn't be excited about something like that? That's pretty exciting news. So what's the catch? The person is then told that in order to collect the major prize, they need to pay a fee for covering shipping and taxes. Now, is that the warning flag? Well, actually, that is the second warning flag. The first is to the call itself. If the call is unsolicited, if you didn't buy a ticket in the first place, if it's too good to be true, it probably isn't. The scammers use phone calls, emails, text messages, or online pop-up screens saying you have won something, even if you didn't even enter it. And if you didn't enter it, you didn't win. 
But being asked to send money is the clincher, though, uh, telling you that this, this is probably a fraud. You should not have to pay money to receive money or a prize. These scammers are very convincing, though. Don't send money. Call the police to report the scam. Linda, how widespread is this sort of scam? Steve Baker, a lead investigator for the Better Business Bureau, says 2,800 people reported sweepstakes and lottery scams to the Better Business Bureau scam tracker in 2017. Uh, Baker uh, added that the number of victims uh, could be up to 10 times higher than actually reported because, quite frankly, victims are often too embarrassed to admit they were scammed. If you think you've been scammed, search the names of the sweepstakes companies on the Internet. They'll often pop up with complaints from others, or they'll often pop up identifying them as a scam. And now the phone call is just one way that they contact victims. Yes, text messages, Internet pop-ups, the mail, and social media like Facebook. Facebook ads pop up in your news feed or other pages you visit. Facebook told BBB in a statement, and I quote, These scams violate our policies. We have a dedicated team and automated systems to help detect and block these kinds of scams. Linda, we've talked about a lot of money, and uh, in the case of that Windsor woman, $24,000. Do the victims ever get their money back? It's not very likely. The Windsor Star report on the incident in that city referred to Windsor Police financial crime unit statement that the perpetrators are often based overseas, making identification, prosecution, and recovery of funds extremely difficult, if not impossible. And according to our uh, reporter, Steve Baker, uh, most of the people are cold calling you from either Jamaica or Costa Rica. Hmm. So they're, they're out of the country and they just can't be reached. Is, is there anything that, that can be done? You know, public education and prevention is the is the answer. Um, doing what we're doing right now and talking about it and talking about it to uh, the general public, um, raising awareness of these type of activities uh, is uh, the first step. Talk about it with family and friends so more people are aware that the scammers are out there. If you get one of these calls, report it to BBB Scam Tracker. So if um, you've been listening to this today, uh, it may be a topic for some conversation uh, with friends and family when you get together tonight. Uh, the the scam tracker uh, reports on and and uh, gives us an idea of all of uh, what's out there. How do we access that uh, scam tracker? Actually, just Google BBB scam tracker or come to the bbb.org backslash Western Ontario website uh, and you'll find a link there to our scam tracker. We track scams across North America. It's self-reporting. You will be surprised to see the trends that are coming into this community that may be similar to others in our region but may be very different from West Coast or similar to something happening in the United States. Um, The information we receive on our scam tracker actually forms the data that we come out with uh, annually when we do our Canadian uh, top 10 scams in January of each year. And we report on the um, on the trends, and we see some changes. This one in particular is one that's current right now, and that's why this North American initiative from the Better Business Bureau to launch this from literally coast to coast to coast uh, to make people aware that this is live and happening everywhere. The scam tracker seems like it might be a tool that would uh, 
alert people fairly quickly because it does that survey right across North America. So if something starts, say, on the west coast of the USA, we would know about it before maybe it gets here. And it's really interesting because I just even recently in the last couple of weeks, I've heard people around me start telling me that they've been getting calls from the CRA scam. And that's something that seems to come in waves as well. You'll even read about it in a paper locally, and then it'll disappear for a while. But when you look at Scam Tracker, you'll see that it's popped up in another region of Canada or in the United States. So that's another one that I'm going to guess that we'll be talking about again soon because I'm hearing about it even from people that we meet in the office and around uh, the Better Business Bureau. Linda, that's our time for this week. So until next time, I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Remember, ask BBB. And start with trust.